Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Scott. Hey, yo. Is that his younger brother? It's gonna be Jeff. The cream rise to the top for oh, you. Yeah. And you're listening to all of the great action figures from our good friends at Hasbro. The fully postable. Have your own WrestleMania with all your favorite figures. Wrestling figure. He sold separately from LJN. Podcast. And we are the Mount Rushmore of professional <laughs> wrestling. Hey, welcome to episode 321 of the Fully Posable Wrestling Figure Podcast. Longest running episodic wrestling figure podcast going today. My name is Jeff and sitting alongside next to me is my real life brother. Not storyline brother Scott. Scott, say hello. Hello. All right, Scott. We are not forgetting it this week. We are doing the Aquanet Minute right now. Oh, wow. We're leading off with this. It's not... How's everything going? Recent events, blah, 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 blah. We're just going to lead straight off with the Aquanet Minute. Okay, so for the past three weeks, we've botched it. In fact, last week, we even talked about it before the show even started and said, hey, dude, you need to come up with an Aquanet Minute. And you're like, ooh, okay. And then you took like two minutes to think of a band and their album. (laughs) And then we forgot about it when we got into the show. (laughs) So I'm going to go off topic a little bit. Like normally the Aquanet Minute is like a hair band and an album you should check out. We've thrown out some heavy hitters, some kind of under the radar ones. This week, I'm going to go a little bit different on you. And this may have actually been the soundtrack to mid-80s toy hunts for Jeff and I. Purple Rain. Not Purple Rain. No, that's incorrect. Mom and dad did not play Purple Rain in their vehicles. Oh, that's right. Good call. I forgot about that. What mom and dad played in their car a lot, and I think they each had a cassette tape of it, was Sports by Huey (gasps) Lewis. Oh, one of the best albums ever. I agree. It's in my top five 80s albums and is in my top five of all time albums. But mom and dad loved Huey Lewis, which in turn made Jeff and I love Huey Lewis because that's all we listened to in the car. Right, We listen to sports because Kevin got dad into sports. Kevin is our the youngest of our half-brothers. Older than me, but he's the youngest of two. Got dad into sports by Huey Lewis. Dad started listening to it all the time. Got mom into Huey Lewis. So mom started listening to Huey Lewis all the time. So that became kind of the soundtrack to, can we go to Jemco? Can we go to Toys R Us? Can we go to blah, blah, blah to look for toy? Can we go to KB Toys? Whatever it was, we're driving in the car. Mom and dad were playing Huey Lewis sports. So that is my quote-unquote Aquanet Minute for this week was the soundtrack to Jeff and Scott's great toy hunts for LJNs, Remco's, and Hasbro's. One of my favorite times of ever listening to sports, and this ties back to wrestling, not wrestling figures, but wrestling. You were spending the night with our friend Big Dave who came over for AEW pay-per-view this past weekend. Yep. And you hadn't watched NWA that day. I did. So when we got out to Big Dave, I was like, Scott, did you watch NWA today? And you're like, no, dude, we were over at uh, Steve's house because Dave had a friend named Steve that was around the corner. I said, Ronnie Garvin became champion. (laughs) Okay, hold on. Pause. Yes. The first thing you tell me is (laughs) Ronnie Garvin is NWA like. Who in the hell is going to believe that Ronnie Garvin could beat <laughs> Ric Flair for the NWA heavyweight title? It happened. 
whoever there was like, dude, I'm totally pulling your leg right off the bat. Like that was the line to use. Okay. Nobody was going to believe that. Okay, so you've got to remember, like, I was such a huge Rock and Roll Express mark. I could have just said, oh, yeah, Ricky Morton beat Ric Flair for the title. I would have believed that. Really? Wait, what? Yes, I would have believed that. Ricky Morton was awesome, dude. Oh, I, don't get me wrong. Ricky Morton is one of the best workers in wrestling industry history. Agree. If you had told me Beautiful Bobby Eaton beat Ric Flair, I would have believed it. If you had told me, I don't know, Gorgeous Jimmy Garvin had beaten Ric Flair, I would have believed it. But Ronnie Garvin? Come on. I keep telling you, I'm like, dude, it was in a cage. Ronnie Garvin beat Ric Flair for the heavyweight title. And you just were like, no, this isn't true. So finally we get into the car and you were like, okay, dude, here's what's going to happen. And this was before the age of internet, obviously. We weren't able to just like jump on our phones and verify this. Scott looks at me and he goes, all right, if Ronnie Garvin beat Ric Flair, I will give you a penny. (laughs) If Ric Flair beat Ronnie Garvin and you were just lying to me, you owe me a dollar. And me, like seven years old, eight years old, not understanding currency at that time, I was I was like, yeah, I've got Scott on this. So <laughs> I'm going to be loaded. The best part was, is as we were driving home, it was quiet between you and I in the back seat. But the soundtrack that was going on in the car was Huey Lewis Sports. It really was the soundtrack of toy hunts for us in the 80s. It was always on in the car. In fact, the SD Jones incident that we recorded for Marty and Sarah, that story about going to Toys R Us, mom getting in the car accident, and you and I both looking at her after the accident, information was exchanged. Like, we're still going to Toys R Us, right? Like, we've got wrestling figures to look for. Like, I think (laughs) that was on while that was going down. But yeah, Huey Lewis, I still listen to it today, and it's just great memories of... Growing up, being with mom and dad, being with you, looking forward to what was at the store waiting for us. Sometimes it was a spoiler from Barbara because we were calling her like six times a day. But it it was just that soundtrack to toy collecting. And it wasn't just wrestling figures either. It was Mask. It was G.I. Joe. It was Star Wars. It was He-Man. Whatever. But so many good memories just listening to that album front to back. Awesome, by the way. I love the music still today. Totally stands up. But that is the quote-unquote... Aquanet Minute. All right, all right. I like that. I like what you did there. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. I thought you might enjoy that little trip down memory lane. And before we go any further, we owe some huge thank yous to very kind individuals. Yes. First off, let me uh, clarify. Last week, I was referring to uh, my new tag team partner as Baby Josh. I don't think that's fair to him. Yes, he's six, but I'm changing his name to Big Josh. Uh, I can't. A wrestler in WCW already had that gimmick. Doink the Clown. I don't care. Matt Bourne. I don't care. Is he still wrestling? No, unfortunately, he's passed away. All right. Well, there you go. So my new tag team partner is no longer known as Baby Josh. He is now Big Josh, and he will gladly carry on the fine tradition that the original Big Josh brought forth. Okay. And who are the two individuals we need to thank? First off, I want to thank Steve Hoker who, as I mentioned last week, had gotten in the lot of figures and the Brock Lesnar had a red painted face on him and Steve tried to clean it up, wasn't able to do it. Chad Ecto Young stepped up and gave Steve a Brock head. So Steve did a head swap on the Brock. So Big Josh has a Brock Lesnar on the way. In addition, Steve found him the blue singlet Andre that I believe came in the two-pack with DiBiase, the battle pack? Correct, yeah. From SummerSlam? 
So he's got the blue singlet Andre on the way. Our buddy Norm, who you are in constant contact with, Jeff, stepped up, got Big Josh the black singlet Andre, in addition to a Sami Zayn, a Rey Mysterio, an Ultimate Warrior from WrestleMania Six. Yeah, we owe you guys. And I didn't know about Chad sending a Brockhead. Thank you, Chad. That's awesome. Yeah, I love how I love how the community, I love watching the community come together and just rally around this kid who needs some figures. And all of a sudden, he's got a whole bunch of them now that are going to go into a Spider-Man rolling suitcase. And I'm sure the next time he comes over here, he's going to bring all of his figures. He's going to bring his ring. He's going to bring his phone belt. And he's going to have a blast. And he's just an awesome dude. So check this out. He had long hair, really long hair, and he styled it after Roman Reigns. That's why he wanted long hair. So his mom and dad let him grow his, grow his hair out. So he had Roman Reigns' hair. This past week, he got his hair cut. His mom asked him why. He goes, well, I don't want hair like Roman Reigns anymore. Um, and also, Kevin Owens' hair is short. I might have created a monster. Oh, dude, you certainly have. Yeah, and now he gets to watch KO on WrestleMania Saturday. Beat the crap out of Stone Cold Steve Austin. I know that's not going to happen, but I can wish, right? But uh, yeah, Big Josh 2 is going to be loving it with some new loose figures to add to his collection. So Norm, Chad, Steve, from the bottom of my heart, thank you so much. You have definitely made Big Josh Big Josh 2's day. Big, Big Josh Tuesday? Like Tuesday in Texas? Tuesday in Texas. Yeah, to think about that for a second, I was like, wait, <laughs> Big <laughs> Josh 2's day. Norm says that he will give the figures over as long as you educate him on the legends. Oh, dude, the kid knows. That's the funny part. Like I said, we were watching WrestleMania play button and Sting came on the screen. I I didn't think he was going to know who Sting was. And I go, you know who that is? He goes, yeah, that's Sting. Dude, the kid learns from the video games. That's what I think is so impressive. Like normally they just want current roster guys, but no, he's already doing deep dives into who these legends guys are. He knew who Junkyard Dog was too. So when the family comes over, you and Big Josh Tuesday <laughs> have to watch one Legends match. So hypothetically, like Sting versus Ric Flair at Great American Bash or something from the NWA WCW era. To kind I already of show- got it. I already okay. got it. Okay, got it, got it. It's going to be the scaffold match from the Night of the Skywalker Starcade. Oh, dude. Yeah, dude, those matches don't hold up that well. I understand, but when you're six years old and you see dudes standing on a small platform 20 feet in the air, your interest is peaked. Oh, uh, that's true. Yes. He'll watch just to see who falls. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I was about 24 years old when Vic Rhymes faced New Jack in a scaffold and my interest <laughs> was also peaked. Yes. <laughs> you never really lose interest in who's going to get hurt in this thing. But then he'll know the Midnight Express, and he'll know the Road Warriors, and the education process continues. There you go. Okay, we went a little bit long, but everybody knows where to get our shirts, Pro Wrestling Tees, and WhatAManeuver.net. Thank you to everyone that was patient with us that listens on iTunes. I have no idea what happened. We got canceled for a minute. We did. What did we do? I don't know. You're very offensive. Uh, me? Yeah. It's all the times I have to tell you I'm going to have you thrown out of here. People finally got sick of it and canceled you for a minute. Not me, just you. Oh, well, that made me angry. <laughs> yeah, we're not going to point fingers, but, you know, mistakes were made. I want to thank everybody for their patience. It's up now, episode 320. Thoughts and prayers, we get 321 up there. Uh, you guys know where to listen to our shows over at Podbean, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify, everywhere else. 
You can send us any audio questions, questions, or anything else at all. Send it on over to fullyposablewfp at gmail.com. Scott, did you get anything recently? (laughs) You and I talked about this past weekend. And it begins. Yeah. um, Pre-order mania happened this past (laughs) week. Pre-order mania leads into WrestleMania. (laughs) We're on the road. To WrestleMania by way of pre-order mania. <laughs> so I went on to BBTS. Turns out they have the Ultimate Edition Mr. T and Hulk Hogan. So I used that pile of loot option and pre-ordered Mr. T, Hulk Hogan, Ultimate Editions, some DC McFarlane figures, the Crow Mezco, the Snake Eyes Mezco, that goes into my pile of loot along with the Destro Mezco, couple of G.I. Joe Classifieds. I got the Robocop NECA. There's a lot of pre-orders going on. In addition to the three uh, DC McFarlane figures that I bought off of uh, Target.com. Because I wanted kind of... So when I get the Detolfs, I want like the Batman family on a shelf. So I've already received three of them from Target. I got three more on pre-order from BBTS. And GBM hooked me up with a battle cat. Oh, yes. Did you receive that? Uh, No, it's going in Norm's care package. Oh, his pile of loot. Yes, it's going into Norm's pile of loot. So it'll make its way over to you eventually. Yes. But that was my birthday gift from GBM. So huge thanks to GBM for the birthday gift battle cat. Totally appreciate that. No more revelations figures, Jeff. No more. Blah, blah, blah. In uh, next series, Scott's going to be like, dude, did you see what they came out with? I think I'm back in on the Revelation figures. Did you see Fisto with the gold fist? <laughs> no, done with Revelations. I'm, I'm tapping out on the He-Man stuff. That's it. No more of those. I'm done on the Batman stuff with DC McFarlane. I think I'm done with Mezco's for the time being. Done with G.I. Joe for the time being because there's no new stuff. Everything's already on lock. So I'm kind of free and clear for a while. So you and I were talking about this before, but you were going through your list of everything that you had in your pile of loot over at BBTS and you're like crow. And I'm like, okay, yeah, Scott loves crow DC Batman. Scott has been a DC fan his whole life. And you're like RoboCop. And I'm like, what the WTF dude, what? <laughs> I love RoboCop dude. That's one of my favorite movies from the eighties. So I'm thinking when I get the Detolf, you just like him because he showed up at WCW that one time for a I'm putting him next to Sting. <laughs> That'd be great. It's Sting. That'd be great if you did that, dude. <laughs> no, he's going to go. I'm thinking like a movie shelf, right? Like I've got the turtles, the NECA turtles. I'm going to have the crow from Mezco. I want to get the uh, Ghostbusters Mego figures from Hasbro Pulse. And then I'll have Robocop to put on that shelf. So I'm thinking like movie, um, like a movie shelf, right? Yeah. Okay. That's kind of what I'm thinking. And if I end up with an 89 Batman, the Michael Keaton version, that'll go on the movie shelf as well. Yeah. So that's kind of what I'm thinking. And plus I love RoboCop. Who doesn't love RoboCop? Come on. So I have a rookie mistake story for you. Oh, okay. AEW shop or shop AEW had this exclusive Chris Jericho. Okay. And I was like, oh, I'm going to jump in on it. You know, I'm going to, I'll go in on it, you know, get the shop AEW Jericho, whatever. So I fire up shop AEW. I get in line and it says your wait time is only like 11 minutes. And I'm like, okay, that's not bad. Hopefully they still have some available. 
all of a sudden at work, I got sidetracked. Oh, no. This is a rookie mistake. Don't do what I did yesterday. You didn't set a timer. I didn't set a timer. I got wrapped up in work. I was trying to put out some fires. We were having some issues with some reps. Next thing I know, I was like, oh, my God, I forgot about Jericho. I logged back on it. Basically, I missed my turn. So I was like, okay, well, I'll get back in line. 20 minutes later, it's like uh, sold out. Oh, dude. It was one of those like, oh, it sucks. I missed out on it. But it's one of those. If I would have gotten it, cool. It's kind of like the way I feel about the variants. Well, maybe it'll go back up. <laughs> maybe. But on the secondhand market, they were selling for about 287 bucks yesterday. Oh, that's shocking. Wow, that's weird. The secondhand market was fleecing people for missing out? It never happens, dude. That's so unlike them. (laughs) So I do want to thank Sith Lord Sammy. He had an extra one. And I said, you know what, man? I said, honestly, I said, if I got one, cool. If I didn't, it was no sweat off my back. I'd rather have you trade it or find somebody that was desperate for one. All of a sudden, I sent him a text later on. I was like, dude, you might want to sell that on Mercari right now because after I saw the prices, and he goes, I already uh, sold it. And I was like, oh, okay. He goes, yeah, Nick Haddix needed one. Oh, nice. I was like, all day, dude. Nick Haddix is one of the nicest guys. So I was like, all day, dude. And he Collectors goes- Collectors taking care of collectors. I love that. He sold it to him for cost plus shipping. He goes, maybe Karma will come back and help me out on something. I was like, dude, after you did that, absolutely. So Yeah, totally. Absolutely, it will. Oh, dude, I was so happy it went to a good home. So anyways, so that's a rookie mistake. Don't do what I do. Pay attention to the screen at all times. Um, I also got the Big Boss Man New Elite. Oh, which one? The black suit or the old school? I got the black suit. The variant. Okay, nice. And I was like, oh, cool. I got it off Amazon. I was like, oh, cool. I got the variant. And I was like, okay, you know, that's one of those again. If I get one, cool. If I don't, no sweat off my back. I flip the card over and there's this huge tear right in the back of the card. S-O-B. I was like, ah, uh, all right, whatever. Uh, at least I got one. That's cool, I guess. Well, and if you hang it up and display it, you're not going to see it. Well, usually I'm only hanging up autographs in this room. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Anyways. All right. Scott, a lot of people are having fun with this trip down memory lane, as I said last week. And a lot of people have flooded me with some information regarding some of the talk that I've done. Remember I was talking about those belts that I saw those guys in the crowd with? Oh yeah. Nate messaged me and he goes, I'm so happy you talked about that because back in 1993, it blew my mind. Like, where did those guys get those belts? Yeah, and, those weren't foam belts. And I, I, <laughs> like, I know. Where? And I told him, I was like, dude, I said, no joke. The very next day after that Monday Night Raw, I went to school and Nathan, who we've talked about a few times on the show, was like, dude, did you see those belts in the crowd? I was like, yeah. So like him and I were trying to scour Pro Wrestling Illustrated's WWF magazine, trying to see where those guys got those belts. We never, obviously we never saw them, but yeah. anyways. Uh, and Keith did chime in and he said, yes, they did record multiple Raws in one night. So th- remember how I said the next week people were chanting, we want flair? Yes. That was recorded that night. Gotcha. Okay. So, so they I'm, wanted Flair back out. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So, so I did make it up to WrestleMania 9. So uh, last week I left off when Hogan showed up. I re- said something, and Nate might be able to chime in on this one. So if you look at the tag team title belts leading up to WrestleMania 9, the tag team title belts looked different. 
Really? How so? So when you look at the world part, you remember how in the old tag titles it had the world and it was painted blue? Yes. These were like doled out. I don't think it was wear and tear. It just looked different. So Nate might have some info on that one. I said, good Lord, how many face-off jokes were made about Brutus's face? Oh, man. Heenan loved it. Oh, dude. WrestleMania 9. All the Monday Night Raws that Heenan did. All the superstar. <laughs> dude. Oh, Jerry Lawler <laughs> even chimed in. I was like, okay. <laughs> of course. <laughs> we're going to have a we're gonna have a face-off. Oh, a hockey game's yeah. about to break. Dude, every show. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. It's like dad telling a joke, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but Dad's not as mean-spirited. Let's make that clear. <laughs> I said, I love the Steiners in WWF, but they fit better in WCW. Totally. Yes, they did. Absolutely. Oh, by the way, speaking of the Steiners, I guess word on the street is that they might be going into the HOF this year? That is word on the street. This might be one of the greatest HOFs ever. It's certainly shaping up that way. You got Taker. Vader was just announced this week. And the Steiners are rumored. So, so far, so good, man. That's strong class right there. And so was uh, Sid. Oh, Sid was rumored as well. That's right. Yep, yep. Super strong. I said the Mr. Perfect and Luger build for Mania 9 was just boring. Boring, just boring. One star. One star. Like, they did a couple of segments, a couple of backstage promos, and then that was it. I was like, They should have thrown a bottle of shampoo into the mix. That would have spruced it up a little bit. I said, oh, they are showing the induction to the Hall of Fame for Andre. Now, did they build the Hall of Fame for Andre? Good question. I don't really remember. It was all of a sudden like, now we have a Hall of Fame and Andre's the first one in. Exactly. And this was because they announced that Andre had passed away. Yes. So that kind of like spawned a, hey guys, let's do a Hall of Fame. And Andre's just going first entrant right in. Celeste said the WrestleMania song was terrible and very 90s. I would agree that it is very 90s. In a promo, Hogan talked about driving over Brutus's mask, and I was wondering, was Brutus's face in it? <laughs> like, was he running over, was he driving over it with the, with Brutus's face, like, in the mask? <laughs> you know? We're going to do a face-off, brother. <laughs> it reminded me of Naked Gun when the dude was rolled over by the cement mixer after he... <laughs> After he yes. fell, after he fell from the uh, Dodger Stadium, <laughs> right? <laughs> I said, Glenn Ruth doesn't look like Thrasher. Did he have hair? Yes, he did. Interesting. Okay. Uh, now we're into wrestling. So there wasn't really much going in. I said, Why haven't we gotten a Macho from WrestleMania Nine? Because he had a sick looking outfit. Man, I gotta go back and watch Nine. I haven't watched Nine in so long. You're not missing much. That's another thing in my notes. Well, I guess I need to go back just to see Macho Man's sweet outfit. He had the long tassels. He was in the purple. He had a little bit of gold going on. He looked sick, dude. I loved Macho's outfit that night. Why in the world did they have Macho Man doing announcing at WrestleMania 9? That just, ugh. He was still, like, at his peak, and they had him doing announcing. Like, okay. you're, you're putting Wrestle, Mr. WrestleMania at ringside to commentate. Well, somebody might be able to correct us, but, you know, Vince felt Macho's time was past him, and he wanted to move over into commentary. But he wrestled at 10. I don't know, dude. It's Vince McMahon. Yeah, damn it. He was trying How are you to get... gonna put Mr. WrestleMania on the sidelines. I just I I've never understood that. I said, also, why haven't we gotten a Bobby Heenan from WrestleMania 9? Good call. With that Although t- I I guess from what Steve said, that Bobby Heenan and the Weasel suit sold well. So maybe we'll get another Heenan and fingers crossed it's from that WrestleMania. I said nine is still one of the worst manias ever. 
I would agree with that. I think my favorite match is Steiners and Head Shrinkers. That was a good match. There was one spot where Samu whipped Scott, or is it Rick, into the ropes, and he picked him up to like kind of picture like a, a, a flapjack. Uh huh. But Samu stumbled backwards, and Fatu pulled down the rope, and they just completely dumped Scott over onto oh. the floor. I was like, holy crap, that was a sick bump. That sounds nasty. I said that there was a lot of weird finishes in WrestleMania 9. So, like, for example, the whole Hogan and Beefcake winning, not winning, holding up the tag titles. And didn't Razor beat Backlund with, like, a small package or something? Yes. There was the whole main event with Yoko and Brett. That was weird. Yeah, that was kind of a mess with the whole Hogan thing. And and then also, like, Tatanka beat Shawn Michaels by DQ or something. or Yeah, because Sherry and Luna, Luna were all involved, and it got weird. And Yeah, that was... Yeah, you're right. That's kind of a screwy finish. It was kind of a screwy finish show. Yeah, now that you mentioned it, I could totally see that. I did say that during the show, they kept saying that Luger beat up Brett at the breakfast that morning. And Brett, like, no-sold any beatings. <laughs> he just walked to the ring strong. He came out to the ring all, like, getting the hi- crowd hyped and everything. Like, there was nothing wrong. It wasn't like he had a black eye from what, like, Hogan had or anything like that. So they were trying to build, like, a Luger and Brett thing, maybe, yeah. post-WrestleMania? That's what I was thinking. Okay. But nothing ever came of it. There was no Brett and Luger thing afterwards, was there? Not that I can recall, No. I mean, my memory's a little foggy of that whole period. Like, I remember Lex being narcissist at nine and then just immediately throwing on a patriotic shirt and slamming Yoko on the uh, USS flag. Yeah, because that was a couple months later. Yeah, it just, I don't know what was in between there for Luger. I, I didn't know if they, like, pulled them off TV and repackaged them or exactly what went down. So that is up to WrestleMania 9. I will begin my trek to King of the Ring. I don't know if I'll make it to King of the Ring, but I'd be I will begin my trek on to King of the Ring. I'm glad you guys are having fun with this. It's fun talking to you guys about this. I've gotten a few messages of people saying that they've done the exact same thing. And I'm like, come along for the ride, dude, because I've got questions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's good we've got listeners that can answer those too. Yeah, exactly. Nate's always in my always in my messages and I look forward to it. Love that dude. I still need that giant Gonzalez suit from him for him from him to make for him to make <laughs> with real fur with real fur. Yeah. <laughs> heavy on the crotch area. Heavy. <laughs> it's like a veritable forest down there. <laughs> Scott, we've got a lot of news. What do you say we jump into it? Let's talk about it. Oh, you going to learn today. All right, Scott, we are going down the Jazzwares news rabbit hole. Are you ready? Yeah, this actually dropped like two days, three days after we recorded last week. Yep. So we literally just missed out on having this make the cut. We had heard rumors it was going to go down or we had heard stories that it was going to happen. Okay, first off, little piece of news. Owen Hart will be part of Unmatched Series 6. Man, you want to talk about pressure? This figure has to be right, dude. They're under the gun on this one, dude. And I don't even know if I would be willing to show prototypes, like, not a finished product. If I'm them, I'm not showing it until it's 100% done. Because, spoiler alert, some of the names that Jeff's about to mention, some of the figures, weren't 100% done. 
I don't think they were anyway, from what I heard, like figures were falling apart as they were taking them out of the cases from last week. Right. So these were a lot of prototypes. I wouldn't even show that Owen until he's 100% done, painted up, ready to go, because you don't want people nitpicking that first Owen figure. Let them see the finished product and then let people make their decisions. But you don't want it to be like, oh, it's going to get better. That's not what you want. You want that Owen to be done, ready to show, ready to go. We're going back to the BCA days when your razor's ass fell off. Oh, dude. (laughs) So disappointing. (laughs) Okay, Shop AEW Jericho exclusive. I told you about that. Sold out. Let's go over to GameStop exclusive. Nick and Matt as Ken and Ryu from Street Fighter. I have professed my love numerous times on the show. This You guys already know this. I love mashups. I'm all in on this, and I've already gotten my pre-order in on these. Are you a fan of the sculpts on these? I'm going to wait till I have them in hand. Or are you more a fan because it's a mashup deal of AEW and Street Fighter? It's a mashup deal. Okay. I'm not sure who Kenny Omega was. Was it a Dragon Ball Z character or something? Got me, dude. I don't know who he was trying to mimic, but anyways. Oh, that's Peyton. Be like, who is this? <laughs> it's Kenny Omega. What do you, what do you <laughs> mean, who is this? <laughs> that's, that's Kenny Olivier. <laughs> So I'm not sure who Kenny was. Maybe you guys can fill us in, but that was also up for pre-order on GameStop as well as the Kenny Omega Pillow Buddy where he was in that same outfit. All right, let's move over to the RSC exclusive heartwarming figures ever produced. They made a two-pack of Negative One and Brody Lee. What can you say? That's that's perfect. That's per- Whoever had this idea at Jazzwares, stand up patch yourself on the back because you nailed it this this is perfect dude I, I don't even have words for this one that's just as a father that's incredible and as a son looking at it from both sides that's just that's amazing what a way to uh, memorialize your father and then you get a figure of yourself too looking at it from negative one's perspective that's just incredible I can't say enough good things about that one, man. The packaging was perfect. The figures were perfect. So uh, kudos to Jazzwares on that one. Unrivaled Series 9. Brian Cage, uh, you had some interesting words regarding the Christian figure that's in the series, Scott? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Uh, It was Chad Ecto Young, actually, that pointed it out that Christian looks like a 76-year-old man. (laughs) Sure as hell, I saw the picture, zoomed in, Took a screenshot of the zoom in. Sure as hell, Christian looks like a 76-year-old man. It's like Johnny Knoxville getting changed into bad grandpa. Yeah. (laughs) It's like they aged Christian. Now, again, as I said earlier, a lot of these were prototypes, not finished products. So I saw Jazzwares take a lot of bullets on these. But it's, it's one of those wait and see, Jeff. Like you said, wait till you have it in hand. Wait till you've got the finished product. This is the stuff I don't want to see the Owen Hart figure go through. Like, let's just see the finished product. Let's not, let's not see a prototype where, you know, they may have screwed something up. Let's just, let's see the finished product. Because here we're getting prototypes, so some jokes are going to be cut. Eddie Kingston. Awful. Powerhouse Hobbs. It was okay. I think it could have been better. It could have been better. It's his first figure, man. Same for Eddie Kingston. I'm going to get the Powerhouse Hobbs, as I've mentioned, is a local guy around here. So I'm definitely getting that figure no matter what. And I I actually don't see that figure staying on pegs around here. Definitely not around here, for sure. But both guys, Powerhouse and Eddie Kingston, these are their first figures ever. And 
the powerhouse is okay, but that Eddie Kingston, again, if it's not a finished product, cool. I just didn't like what I saw on what they showed. Ricky Starks, he will also have a variant where his face is half painted. I did like that Ricky Starks unpainted a lot. I thought that was a really good looking figure. Actually, I didn't mind the painted one as well. That one was pretty good. Uh, It was okay. I like the unpainted one better. I thought that they captured him really well with that one. Thunder Rosa, regular will be her in her black jacket. The variant will be Thunder Rosa in the blue outfit. All right. Unrivaled Series 10, Britt Baker, black and red outfit. Taz, Jack Swagger in his inmate outfit. And Miro will be coming with a TNT title. So what would you think about that Taz? Wasn't bad. Wasn't blown away. So we called him a taxi driver? Who called him? I don't know. One of the random comments I saw. <laughs> a taxi driver? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cabby Taz. Oh, dude. What? Yeah. Like I said, some people went pretty hard on these. We're not <laughs> going to be that critical because, again, these are prototypes. But I wasn't crazy about the Taz. As I'm reading off this list, I'm kind of thinking in my head which ones I'm going to get. Like, for example, I do want to get the negative one in Brody Lee two-pack. I told you I got the Nick and Matt Jackson as Street Fighters. But I'm looking off the Unrivaled list, and I'm like, the only one I'm getting is Powerhouse Hobbs. I've got a plenty of Christian figures, and I am I hate to say this, and I don't want to be that guy, but Mattel has crushed it on Christian figures, so Jazzwares had a tall task to try to match it, and this one out of the shoot wasn't hitting a home run. Well, assuming that's the finished one, they're not even close to what Mattel did with Christian. Correct. So we got to add the asterisks that each figure we talk about, we got to wait till final product is in hand. So right now we're kind of riffing on prototypes, right? Yep. But as I'm going through this list, I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, man, I've really got to cut back on some figures because I'm going to be getting to a series later on that's brand new for Jazzwares that I may be all in on. But we'll get yeah. to that. We'll get into that in a second. Unmatched Series 4, Hangman, I put blue jeans and country lime dancing men's shirt. <laughs> Because that's something you'd see a, a country guy wear at a, doing the boot scoop boogie type thing. A denim and diamonds. <laughs> what? <laughs> Move on. Move okay. On. Okay. Was that the blue oyster? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude. I oh. think there was an old, um, like a country bar that was local around here way back in the 90s that did line dancing. And I want to say they were called denim and diamonds. Oh, you've got. There was me another up. one called the Saddle Rack. Yeah, Saddle Rack is, I think, still there. I, dude, I have no idea, but that is definitely a shirt you would see at Denim and Diamonds and Saddle Rack for sure. I actually I, saw a dude German suplex his dance partner on the floor because they were both hammered, and he was trying one of those side flip up, and then they land on their feet. Right. But she landed on her back. Oh no! It was loud. Oh, neck be gone. Cody Rhodes, I put horrible neck tattoo, but this is Cody Rhodes dressed to the nine in his blazer and tie and suit, and it looks good. I actually like that figure a lot. Was that the one where he had the open mouth? Yes. That looked like he had horrible gapped teeth? I didn't mind that figure. I'm not going to buy it, but I didn't mind it. I think a different expression on his face, preferably with his mouth closed, would have been better. The way that they, like... Put the lines between the teeth. It bothered you. It, it was off-putting. Yeah. I, I don't know. I didn't care for it. I didn't like the, the face. Ooh, I love pudding. <laughs> Butterscotch. <What? laughs> Jade Cargill, 
MJF will be in white gear with a scarf. Okay, I'll let you go on this one. Chris Jericho, he will be Corazon de Leon. It's his Mexican look. Wait, that wasn't Amy Schumer's debut action figure? Did you read that in the comments as well? No, I just came up with that one right now. I heard someone say something similar to that. Damn it. All right, I, <laughs> I wasn't the first one then. Oh, that sucks. I was hoping I'd have something new. All right, look like Amy Schumer to me. I don't mean to take this figure to Pound Town. Um, I don't think you fully understand what Pound Town is, dude. Yeah, I'm going to take it to Pound Town. No, no, no. You're just going to bash it. Taking it to Pound Town, would, well, I'll explain after the show. All right. So I'm going to smash it, right? Okay. So anyways, I was- Bash. Look- oh, bash. Bash. Okay. So I was really looking forward to this figure, and I was excited for it, and I saw it. I don't know, dude. That's going to be one of those I'm going to be standing there in front of the pegs or somewhere online and debating if I want it or not. Oh, it's Alicia Silverstone from Batman and Robin. <laughs> oh, my God. Better? Better? Way to pull that one out. <laughs> I went 90s on you, dude. I wasn't even scared. CM Punk, his normal look will be with a hooded sweatshirt and the long tights. The variant will be him and Trunks with a microphone on both. Okay. They, I thought they did good with the first CM Punk figure back to wrestling figure form. I agree. I thought maybe the legs were a little bit too skinny. Uh, prototype. I yeah, I was going to say, I, again, these are prototypes. I don't know if that's the finished thing. But aside, that's a minor nitpick. Agree with you, Jeff. I thought the CM Punks were really, really well done. All right. Now we're going to move over to what is equivalent to the Ultimate Editions. Which, by the way, I've heard that these are going to have a $40 price point. Oh. <laughs> We're right there with the UEs anyways, right? I mean, rip off the Band-Aid. That's what it is. Okay. You're going to get to 40 bucks anyway, right? Just like $6 gas. You know what's going to happen. So just <laughs> grin and bear it if you want it. Some places in California are $7 <laughs> gas, but that's neither here nor there. Stupid. All right. Unrivaled Supreme Collection. As I said, this is... Pretty similar to the Ultimate Edition, but does give you more. So it does kind of warrant the $40 price tag. Cody Rhodes, he'll have his American jacket, three heads total, AEW mic, Cody Rhodes shirt, and an extra lower half. So these figures will come with a lower half to swap out in and out of. So when you're playing figures or doing figure photography and you want to capture Cody from a match that he did previously and he had on these different tights, you can slap that on. You can slap on the lower half. Yeah, great idea. Like, this is a fully... Inter- this is, reminds me of, like, those Build-A-Figures that WWF did, where it was more, like, fantasy-based, but you could still make, like, Ultimate Warrior or Triple H or Hulk Hogan. Um, this kind of reminds me of that, where it's, like, interchangeable pieces, but now you've got two or three different looks in one figure. And I think that's incredible. So, yeah, 40 bucks that's fine but let's also applaud jazzwares for really milking that last little bit of cody Rhodes that they could yeah in their figure line <laughs> <laughs> okay guys we're losing them just give us what you got two more can we do two more cody's and here you go so from the renderings if you guys saw the packaging what i loved about the packaging is on the side it had all the accessories so it was almost like in the corners there's an indentation to put the extra heads to put the extra lower half, to put all the accessories that are coming with the figures. So kudos to their packaging department on this one. I'm actually a huge fan of that. Yeah, it does look really good. 
you added so much right there. I know. <laughs> I'm, I'm here for color commentary, dude. I need Bobby Heenan quickness. Let's go, man. <laughs> I just gave it to you. It oh. looks good. I don't have a joke to make about a package. I'm sorry. I was put on the spot. You took on my package jokes already. Sorry, sorry. We've hit our quota this episode. No more D&B. Maybe. Britt Baker, three heads, will have an entrance jacket that comes with her wrestling outfit. Alternative lower half body will have pants and a Britsburg shirt. Also shown for these Supreme figures was Malachi Black and Kenny Omega. Malachi will come with that outfit that he walks out to the ring in with the horns and the mask and the uh, cloth robe. Uh, But they didn't show any accessories for Kenny. Kenny was just a regular Kenny. So that was it for Unrivaled Supreme Collection. Well, I think the Kenny does have alternate legs. Well, I'm pretty sure he will. I just didn't. I only saw the Kenny figure. If I missed him, I apologize. I think they were off to the side. Now, again, I just watched my first AEW show this past weekend. But I do believe it was different Kenny Omega tights. And then the three different heads for Kenny are like three different hairstyles or three different hair colors. Oh, okay. Thank you for uh, adding that. I did not see that. I apologize. See, you give me crap two figures ago. And and look, here I come. And you totally redeem yourself. And I didn't even mention the Britsburg platter. (laughs) Okay. Oh, okay. Anyways, what did you think of your first AEW show? Dude, I, I really enjoyed it. I really did. I From top to bottom, a great show. There were just great matches. It was stacked. It went long. And there were guys on their roster that didn't even make the show. Miro, Jake Hagar, Santana and Ortiz. Like, these guys weren't even on the show. And those are all-stars, right? In AEW, anyway. Right. And they didn't even make the cut. That tells you where AEW's roster is in that... Maybe it's getting a little bloated. So I I don't know where they're at right now because Jeff Hardy just came back. Now he's in AEW. So the roster grows. There's still free agents out there like Bray Wyatt, like Cesaro, still looking for homes. You've got to think at some point AEW is going to come sniffing around Johnny Gargano. Like, is the roster just getting too bloated? Because I thought it was supposed to be, what, a three-hour pay-per-view? The thing turned into like four. Right. That's like a WrestleMania. And on top of that, they still didn't fit everybody onto the show. So they're, they're starting to have kind of, I think, the same problem that WWE had or kind of still has where there's just not enough time to showcase everybody. And I think that might be a problem. Now, I have heard they're going to start letting some of the original guys that they signed go. In fact, one of the names you mentioned in the figures, Brian Cage, I've heard rumored that he maybe he's leaving. And then a lot of the names that were there when they first started up. But it just seems like they're getting a little bit bloated. But all that aside, like, that's a problem for down the road, right? This show, I thought was incredible. MJF and CM Punk, what a match. What a story. Like, that is wrestling storytelling at its finest. And I've got to say, I think that was my favorite match on the show. I really enjoyed the main event. It wasn't much of a surprise as to who won. I kind of expected Hangman to keep the title in that one. He hasn't been champion long enough to lose it. I think Adam Cole will get it at some point, just not at that show. I loved the main event. The tag team match was good. Could have been a lot better, actually, I thought. But I'm sure there'll be a rematch down the road. They'll have better matches. But really, from top to bottom, solid card. I loved it. And I'm looking forward to the next AEW show. 
So real quick, has this rejuvenated or brought back the fire for wrestling? To an extent, yes. And that was really rekindled when I started watching those PWG DVDs. And then now I've watched the AEW show. Of course, WrestleMania is right around the corner. So yes. Yeah, it's not where it was by any stretch, but I'm kind of getting back into it again. Okay. Okay, good. I'm glad to hear that. Now, are you going to start watching Dynamite? Like, even if you're fast forwarding through it, are you going to record it and just sit down for, let's say, 45 minutes and you can always fast forward? There's always the fast forward button. Yeah. Are you going to? Yeah, I'm going to add it to the DVR. Okay, cool. I'm glad to hear that, dude. Um, Yeah, I didn't get to watch it this past week, but yeah, it's definitely going to get put on the DVR. So one thing that I always kind of go back to is it seemed like back in 2010, I want to say. ROH really brought your love for independent wrestling and it brought on a new passion of yours. It got introduced you to PWG. It introduced you to so much out there and these wrestlers. Has AEW done that for you right now? No, and I think I was so interested in the the independent wrestling because the matches were so incredible. And then Mm -hmm. you got to watch those guys take that next step to the quote unquote bigs which was essentially NXT to the WWE. But we got to watch guys like Tyler Black, who became Seth Rollins. You got to see Cesaro, who was Claudio Castagnoli in ROH, and Chris Hero. Those guys made the jump over. El Generico, who was Sami Zayn, he made the jump. Kevin Owens, of course, who was Kevin Steen in ROH. We got to watch those guys flourish in the indies and ROH. And it was great to watch those guys take the next step to get that that chance, right? Their ticket got punched and boom, they were at the bigs. They were in the WWE. It was great to watch them because you were cheering for them every step of the way. And they made that. They made it. They made it to the big show. You were cheering for them. The guys in AEW have already made it, right? So it's not really that same kind of feeling, right? Like I'm not going to be cheering for MJF to, to take his next step because he's already there. Like, he's the best he can be in AEW. He's, what, he's not going to go to WWE, right? That's not, like, an, a logical next step. Next step for him would be heavyweight champion of AEW. So, it's not really the same kind of feeling, but I think because the roster's different, it's fresh, right? Like, yeah, there's the familiar names like the Hardys and the Jerichos, but it's still different. And that's what I'm really enjoying about it, is I get to see the Young Bucks again. I always love watching them. Undisputed Era is there still, right? Like I watched them in NXT, but it's fresh. It's different. And that's what I I really enjoyed about the show. It brought that element where it was it was new angles, new faces. Okay, cool, cool. I agree with you on the storytelling. I'm, I'm going to wrap this up real quick, but I agree with you on the storytelling. And the one thing I point to is when MJF wanted the ring from Wardlow. Oh, that was so good. And CM Punk is just kind of laying on the mat looking at Wardlow. Wardlow finds the ring in the right pocket and sets it on the mat looking at Punk and then walks off. That was great storytelling right there. Yeah, he didn't even need to do anything to MJF. Yes, yes. His his facial expressions told the story, his body movements, everything was just, it was perfect the way that he turned. And he didn't even need to lay a hand on MJF to do it. Because that's always the predictable, like, the tag team partner gets so fed up, he smacks the other guy. That's always how it goes. This was an entirely different take on it, and I loved it. Absolutely. Okay, enough talking about wrestling. I'm glad that it brought some of that fire back into you for wrestling. I'm glad to hear that. 
Yeah, it totally did. And it's cool to see uh, Wardlow getting that golden inner tube. He's going to have a lot of fun swimming this season. That's not what you were calling it during the show. No, it was not. But we're not going to get into that because we said no more D&B. <laughs> At no point did I call it somebody's C-ring. That did not happen. But we're going to move on to the next segment. And we will. We'll be hitting up WWE Elite 47B. What you say? Let's go talk about it. Right, before we get into WWE Elite 47B, we want everybody to head on over to WrestlingFigureDatabase.com and follow along as we read off this list. If you guys want to go see the details of the figures, go head on over to Wrestling Figure Database, go over to the WWE section, head over to the Mattel section, head over to the Elite line, Elite main line, I should say, and look for 47B. So again, WrestlingFigureDatabase.com. All right, Scott, your engine revved up and ready to go to read off WWE Elite 47B. Can't wait. Let's do it. Yes, sir. WWE Mattel Elite 47B consisted of The Ascension, Connor and Victor. Both had on their LOD-inspired shoulder pads. That was their accessory. Next up, The Rock, and he had on a cloth shirt. It was not a $500 shiny shirt, Jeff. Was it $500? The shiny shirts were. Oh, okay. This was more of just a black shirt, like a workout shirt. Oh, okay. I wear black shirts with our faces on it that I get off whatamaneuver.net. Very comfy, right? Very comfy. Listeners should go check it out. Next up, Kane. And his accessory was his mask inside of a glass box. I can vouch for how cool this figure is. It's hanging up on my wall. It's my favorite Kane figure. Oh, you have this figure, huh? Yes, I do. Nice. If I ever meet him, this is the figure I'm getting signed. I love that Kane figure. I do too. I thought that was such a great touch with the mask inside the box. Absolutely. Next up, Gold Dust, and this would be his 1996 look. He came packaged with a wig and his long gold robe. And last but certainly not least, speaking of multiple figures in one package, Jeff, Brian Pillman. He was in his tiger trunks, had on white boots. He came with a silver Hollywood blondes vest and a white Brian Pillman shirt. So, this figure could double as a Hollywood Blondes Pillman or Flying Brian Pillman, and that rounds out Elite 47B. All right, Scott, let's play the game of how many of these figures do I have signed? I'm going to guess zero. Dude, you are good. Is that because you were back here looking at my autograph figures? No, I was not back there planning ahead. The only one that I thought you might have would be Gold Dust. Because I remember you were telling a story where the Ascension were sitting at a signing at Access, I think. That is true. But you didn't have their figures. So they were at Access for WrestleMania 33 in Orlando. And I'm not saying anything that's not true, but their line was really, really short. Okay. They had these elite figures in the Access Superstore. So I was like, I should go get their figures and go get them signed. And Celeste kind of talked me out of it. To a certain extent, I wish she wouldn't have. I wish I would have gotten these signed. But they we always know that they jack up the prices over at the Superstore. Yeah, what were Elites going for at the Superstore? $29.99. Okay. I probably would have passed as well. So I kind of regret not going to get those figures. But at the same time, I was like, Celeste has a great point. $30 figures? Yes. When you could, at that time, you could have gotten them for, what, 18 
Easily. 17 or 18? Easily. Yeah. And also, I think, if I'm not mistaken, I don't know if this is the Hollywood Blondes jacket because Brian Pillman has worn a gray vest with the stars on it before he went Hollywood Blondes. There was a pay-per-view where he wore this vest. Oh, he did? Yes. I thought it was, uh, so it could be like a two-in-one Pillman, because I saw it as a Hollywood Blondes vest. Well, it doesn't say anything about Hollywood Blondes on the back of the vest. It's just the stars. It's the gray stars. Okay. It's the gray with the black stars. There was a show where he was not part of the Hollywood Blondes, and he was wearing this vest. I actually meant to say that when I went down the WCW rabbit hole during the pandemic. Gotcha. Okay. I thought that they were going for a two-in-one figure here. We'll have to get verification on that, though. Because this is one I still kick myself for not picking up. Oh, dude, tell me about it. Because I used to see this figure on Amazon for $11, $12. Yeah, it was super cheap. You got the cane. Did you get any other figures? Uh, No, that's the only one. I should have probably gotten Gold Dust, but there's better Gold Dust. Like, I really like this one. I think it's great because it really does capture his 96 look well. But there's better Gold Dusts. So I'm not so upset about passing on that one. Uh, I just have Kane. Wish I had the Pillman. Got it. I know that these figures were so cheap on Amazon. Yeah. And again, these were so plentiful on the pegs too. Like you went to Toys R Us. They were flooded with this series. Right, right. All right. Let's head down the eBay rabbit hole. I'm going to start with Connor and Victor. They only had sold listings for the both of them together. If there were individuals, they were loose. So I always go by carded, of course. So Connor and Victor, both with the vest, last sold eBay listing together January 7th for $65. Wow, really? Yep. Which tells me I would have made my money back if I would have purchased them at the superstore. (laughs) Yes. By $5. Yes. I doubt you'd even have them displayed, dude. No, I probably would. You think so? There's not much room left in your room. I know, dude. It's, I'm kind of freaking out about it. Yeah, like you're almost out of wall space. And I think if if you had to start pulling figures down, like for guys making the cut, I don't see the Ascension making the cut. Rock with the cloth shirt, last sold eBay listing, January 22nd for $32.99, which was a buy it now. Kane mask inside a glass box, last sold eBay listing, January 13th for $33.99, one bid. Gold Dust with the 1996 look, wig, long gold robe. Last sold eBay listing, Scott's birthday, February 26th for $67.96, which was a buy it now. Damn, $68 for that figure. Wow. Again, I saw these figures all the time on Amazon. I should have just... Hindsight, hindsight, (laughs) hindsight. Yeah, that is true. It's a great Gold Dust figure too, but I think that there are better ones with his more recent look. Flying Brian Pillman with the t-shirt and the vest. Last sold eBay listing February 24th for $56, which had 19 bids. Now, I did put a little caveat right here. 11 days earlier, one sold for $81. Dude, that's crazy. I know. That figure was everywhere, and now look at it. That's nuts. And Scott, that will round out the show. I wanted to do an extra segment. In fact, you know what? Next week... We are going to sneak in an extra segment. I really wanted to do one this week, but the news went a little long. So we're going to push the listener off one week. So Nate, you can think of another trivia question. Justin, you got another question in you. Send it on over the following week. Next week, we're going to sneak in a segment, whether it be commercials, points of articulation, 
whatever it may be. We're going to sneak in a, a fun little segment next week. But in the meantime, we want you guys to head on over to WrestlingToyTracker.com where you can find the Carter and Loose prices of LJN's Galoobs, Hasbro's Just Toys Bendoms, Defining Moments, and Retros. Again, head on over to Wrestling Toy Tracker if you are in the hunt for any of these figures carded or loose to make sure you're getting the good average price. So again, WrestlingToyTracker.com. Let's head on over to our podcasting buddies, Breaker and Bane, of course, doing their fun show, The Power Hour. TB Toycast with Breaker and Travis Fowler. And of course, Breaker's side project, you know it's fake, right? Where he had on Travis Fowler. And that show's great also because there's no Bill Benis on it. Uh, any show without Bill Benis is a great show. Yes, I totally agree. Even though he has his own show, you guys can go and listen to that. It's a sh- Any show without Bill Benis is a great show. Agree. Bill Benis reminds me of Kenny Powers, like he's a legend in his own mind. Yes, a total shyster. <laughs> Also, we want you to listen to Doing the Favor, our good buddies Eric and Barry over there doing watch-alongs lately. They've been fun listens, talking about people on the gas and stuff, which is hilarious. <laughs> on the gas. Allegedly, allegedly. 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 Yeah. Allegedly. Cer- certain of these guys were on the gas. Allegedly. <laughs> but you can listen to their shows on doingthefavor.com, and also you can check out the SKUs and UPCs over there as well. Steve and Eric have a fun show over at the Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast. A lot of fun with those two guys doing fun retro shows. Of course, it's a must-listen every single week. Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast. Chick Foley show did a recap of AEW Revolution this past week, which Scott absolutely loved. I did. Also, check out Wrestling Cheers with our good buddy Justin Summers. Over there, he talks about AIW Wrestling, and it's fun listen. You can hear that sweet, velvety voice of his. Also, check out RJ over at Ringside Ramp, but also RJ is now doing a show with Brian Hebner, one of the Hebner sons. Very nice. Congrats, dude. That's awesome. Also, Tim is pulling up a chair with the Fig Life community over at Pulling Up a Chair. And Scott, what you got for Drunk Wrestling History this week? Well, side note, Tim's going to be pulling up a chair to our Fantasy Baseball League because we have baseball this season. And we need to know who he's keeping. Good Lord. This is information we need to know so I can complete my draft board. Well, I like the way he's playing his cards so far. He's not letting you fill out your draft board with definitive names. He's keeping it close to the vest. I respect that strategy. Is that because of what happened to you a couple years ago? Yes, that's exactly why, which I will be warning Tim about at the draft. Well, do you want to tell that story real fast? Yeah, I told you ahead of the draft I was interested in taking Manny Machado. You had the pick in front of me, and you took Manny Machado. (laughs) Okay. Here goes an excuse. To be fair, the best part was I took, I had the back-to-back. I had the 10th and 11th pick. I took, I forget who I took, and then I took Manny Machado. And I was like, oh, cool, I've got my third base locked down, and I have this smile on my face, and I look up at Scott, and I'm like, oh, shit. Because you you had told me three hours earlier that in the second round you were looking at Manny Machado. Yeah, and you're like, don't worry, dude, I'm not going to take it. No, I'm not even thinking about him. (laughs) Well, I wasn't even thinking at that time when it came to my pick. But you should be thanking me because you dodged a bullet that year because that was Manny's first year in San Diego, and he sucked. 
Yeah, he kind of had a stinker of a year, so that's yeah. what you get. So you know what? You th- you should be thanking me. Yes. Yeah, I, I'm sure that's that'll happen eventually. I saved you from Manny Machado. I saved you from your own vices. Yes, I'm sure I'll be thanking you at some point, Jeff. Time's a ticking. Yeah, San Diego, thank you. Oh, dude. Oh, oh, don't <laughs> Urban Dictionary that, people. Should I, should I Urban Dictionary that right now? No, you should not. We're just going to get into drunk wrestling history. You can give us a follow on Twitter at wrestling underscore drunk. The show that dropped this past Friday was about how Dixie Carter has trouble emailing. <laughs> so we get into that. You mean how she hit the reply all button? And maybe somehow put names that shouldn't have been on the email at all. <laughs> we get into all of it. It's it, it's a debacle. It's a wonder she's not rust, running a wrestling company anymore. But anyway, Drunk Wrestling History. You can find us wherever you find all of your other podcasts at because we're not always accurate, but we're always drunk. By the way, a San Diego thank you is while you're kissing someone. Okay, 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 okay. We don't need to get into that. Okay, okay. <laughs> you, you sure? Yes, we can move along to uh, the next plug. Of course, it's Marty and Sarah love wrestling. We love those guys over there. And every single day, Ryan Buds does Trivia of Buds. And if you're in Tennessee and you have a free night, head on over and check out if Ryan Buds is doing some trivia in your area. So check him out on Facebook, Trivia with Buds. Scott, roll call. Yes, going to throw it out this week to the great Jason Wolf. Head over to his website, doyledraws.com that's d-o-y-l-e draws.com get in touch with the man himself commission some artwork check out his chop shop where he's making custom hasbros or just take a look around and see all of the amazing stuff on his site that's doyledraws.com the great jason wolf and jeff that rounds out roll call for episode 321 anything else stay safe stay healthy fig life since 2016 and happy toy hunting And I want to thank again, Norm, Chad, and the great Steve Hoker for coming through and helping out Big Josh Tuesday on those figures. (laughs) Yes, a huge thanks to you guys. It's awesome to see the community coming together and just helping out a little dude that needs some figures to complete his collection. That's what it's all about, man. I love it. Thank you, guys. Well, I want to thank you guys personally. That really meant a lot, not only to Scott, but to me. It kind of... It warms the cockles of my heart. Yes. It tickles you, if you will. Yeah. Down below, downstairs. Stop tickling my ass. (laughs) Well, on that note. (laughs) I want to thank everyone for listening to episode 321. Hashtag Fig Life. Adios. Let's go Jeff and Scott, the Tomb Brothers, busting out the ring But we don't take it out the box, M.O.C. Happy toy hunting, we'll see you next week We're the OGs of WFP Fully poseable, thank you all for listening It ain't no storyline, real life siblings So everybody go and do your toy spotting Hashtag Fig Life, adios from the Kings